In Texas, there are around like 11,000 occupational therapists. There are 3 million family caregivers. It's the opportunity to give people something meaningful to do. People were not meant to sit around and do nothing. Right. Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining us on this very special episode of the Carepreneur Show. My name is Chris Chana, and I have a special guest named Amelia Borlin from Texas. Well, I don't know if you're from Texas, but I know you graduated with a master's degree in occupational therapy from Texas Women's University. You are also a registered uh, occupational therapist and have your certificate in home modifications. And you currently own higher standards in caregiver training. I look forward to hearing more about this journey of yours, you know, so. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity and I'm I'm super looking forward to this conversation. Awesome. Well, I, I, uh, well, I should start out with, are you still in Texas or have you moved? Yes. Yes, okay. I am still <laughs> in Texas and the weather is beautiful right now. Awesome. Where at in Texas are you? I, I, I lived there for about six months. Oh. I was uh, <laughs> like, I, I, I couldn't quite do the beaches there. And I had a little taste of winter, but I'm a Florida boy at heart. So, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, winter in general usually only lasts like two or three, two or three weeks here. I know I'm up in the North uh, Texas area. I'm in Dallas. Um, okay. I've been here for about 13 years now, I think something, something like that. Awesome. Yeah. We, we uh, lived in Keller, uh, and like, you know, so this so, is so that area for a little bit. And I worked in Colleyville and my buddy worked in Southlake. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, it was fun. I mean, we really enjoyed it. Texas had so many amazing things from the food just to the, just, I mean, just, it was just a, it was a massive downtown area between Fort Worth and Dallas. I remember every time I got in the car, I felt like we had to go on a trip. It was like, it was like a 30 minute ride to go to the store, you know? <laughs> Oh yeah, my my husband and I have a joke that you need to tack on at least ten minutes to any amount of time that someone yeah. in Texas tells you it's going to take to go somewhere because we only count freeway time as the drive. It's like <laughs> right. it's like if I say it's twenty minutes, it's really closer to thirty because I'm only thinking about the time that you're on the freeway for. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's how I felt when I was there too. So well, it's awesome. I um. I love what you're doing. You know, I feel like when I looked at your studio there and I'm like, wow, like this is the exact setup we've always wanted to have for our own caregivers. And so I'd love to learn more about like how you ended up now kind of in the caregiver training space, but obviously you kind of have a background in actually, you know, on the traditional occupational therapy side of things. So, you know, share with me that, like that story, because I, uh, I can tell you're passionate about it and I'm excited to learn how we got here today. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I never expected to be an entrepreneur. I never expected to do anything like what I'm doing right now. Um, I spent most of my career as an occupational therapist in clinical practice, um, you know, working everywhere from skilled nursing, long-term care, memory care, all the way up to uh, the burn unit, ICU, um, lots of rehab, you know, pretty much anywhere you can imagine, I had worked there um, and and loved it. I love being a clinician. Like I really, truly, I'm one of the 
fortunate people who feel like I really found my calling in life being an occupational therapist. This is what I was meant to do. Um, Did you know you wanted to do that? Like, prior to going to school for that like or did kind of you get led into that like while you were in school i had no idea what an occupational therapist even was um as most people i'm sure do so so to clarify so occupational therapists it is our job to help people do the things that they need and want to do under whatever challenges or circumstances they're facing so those could be physical challenges they could be cognitive challenges, they could be mental health challenges. So it's a really broad scope of practice, which is part of what makes it a really fun and interesting job to do. And also really fulfilling because you get to help people in really meaningful ways to live the lives that they want to live. Um, but like most people, I had no idea what an occupational therapist was. I literally, I, I got my bachelor's degree in psychology from uh, UT Austin. And I was kind of looking, I knew I was gonna go back to grad school and I was kind of just like casting around for what I was going to go back to school for. And I knew that, um, you know, I love to solve problems. I love science um, and I like to be creative. And I literally like just happened to hear my aunt say in a, I was just eavesdropping. I'm just going to like, I'll just put it out there. She told, I heard her telling my cousin, well, we always need more occupational therapists in the world. And I was like, we do. What's that? <laughs> And so, and I, and I went and I, so I went to the American Occupational Therapy Association um, website and I read about it and it was like light bulb moment. Oh my gosh, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I just never looked back. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I, how I got to, to be an occupational therapist. So like when you think about your journey in like the skilled nursing world, um, and kind of like maybe some of those other traditional occupational therapy roles, you know, what was that like for you? How did you, how did you feel about being in that environment? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you being young and energetic, I mean, I can tell that you're very passionate about what you're doing. You know, was that hard to see some of these environments that um, you might see in a skilled nursing facility that may not be as desirable as like what you would want for maybe your seniors or, or those people that needed those services? I sort of always, I always have kind of looked at those situations more as opportunities for me yeah. to advocate or for me to, you know, do my job and make a difference as best as I can. Um, you know, for me and, to and, educate. And part, mm -hmm. and part of my, like, like what I was thinking about when I, when I was saying that is that sometimes what I see is that I see like, these skilled nursing facilities that kind of like made occupational therapy or physical therapy as like an afterthought, you mm -hmm. know, and that might be my experience locally where you have just an older building that was kind of like a traditional nursing home. And then it was converted into this like rehab area mm -hmm. where they like split up the building, but then they didn't really give the therapy room what it deserves or what oh, I feel yeah. like, like, you know, so, so oh, I, yeah. I sort of, yeah. I I've, I've worked in more than one like tiny dining room that was converted into like a therapy gym. Um, you know, in some ways that's the great thing about being an occupational therapist is because for me, my greatest tool is occupation. So that's I true. don't necessarily need like, like a lot of environment equipment. It, exactly. Yeah, the yeah, environment like where other people is, are living. Is, is yeah. Good, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you're that's, right. That's, yeah. 
that's the best place, but, but it can be really challenging. Um, and definitely it was really building on those experiences, being in those settings and working one-on-one -on -one with, with family caregivers and professional caregivers in all of those settings, providing education and providing training in that kind of one-on-one -on -one format in my regular job as an occupational therapist. That was one of the things that, that eventually led me to where I am now. So now did, did you work in the Medicare home health side of things as well? I have worked in home health. Um, I've worked in there uh, in home health from a Medicare perspective. I also worked in home health um, at the VA as part of their home-based primary care program, um, which is really at, at least at North Texas, it's a, it was an absolutely fabulous program. So yeah, I've, awesome. I've been in those settings as well. So, so now is that kind of like the, the setting where you like helped educate the family members more so as a, and then, and then like maybe in the actual rehab, uh, skilled nursing environment. That's kind of like where you work with caregivers. No, honestly, I have, I provide family, I've provided family and caregiver education in every possible, uh, I I've done it. I've talked about, um, wound prevention and the ICU with right. family caregivers. And, right. uh, you know, it, there's never a situation where education is not beneficial to whoever, is is there either providing care or witnessing the care so that they at least understand you know what's happening so yeah there's no no limit on the places where i've provided caregiver education i, I love it so I mean, so i mean i think what's so great about that is that um you can just tell that you're so passionate about teaching and educating whether it's mm -hmm. caregivers or um and and i might and i might have a different impression in my head which i'm excited to kind of like see how you, you know, have you clarify this for me, but when you, when you think about when did you, when did you, uh, when you took that big leap, like what, like what made you decide like, Hey, I like, I got my comfy salary. I got my comfy like setup over here. Let me go risk it all in my own thing. You know? Yeah. That's such a great question because especially because like I was actually in kind of my dream job. Um, when I decided to, to go out on this kind of crazy journey that I set out on. Um, I was absolutely doing like incredibly uh, interesting, fulfilling work. Um, I got to do a lot of different things with uh, a lot of different kind of populations of, of folks. I was serving an underserved group of people, which is something that I'm super passionate about. Um, and I loved the organization that I worked for. Like they were amazing. And then I... <laughs> So you're like, why would you leave that? Um, and the answer is that, you know, you can only work in healthcare for so long and it's so many different levels of healthcare before you really start to see where, unfortunately, despite, despite providers, like despite our best attempts, there are just holes where people fall through the cracks in the system and where there are opportunities to really work more in a preventative model than in a reactive model. Um, in a lot of ways, our medical model is very reactive, um, but there's so much, you know, there's just only so many times that you can see someone with a broken hip or a head injury and you know that it didn't have to happen before right, right. you say to yourself, I have the, I have the knowledge that it takes to actually help people stop this from happening in the first place. Right. What's my responsibility here to go and use that knowledge 
in a different way than I'm using right now. So, so when I first instead left, of, it was, mm -hmm. instead of being like that reactionary solution, you know, how, how can I be this proactive one, you know? Exactly. So when I first left, um, like, uh, that kind of traditional clinical setting, it was really to work in a preventative model to do things, um, like home modification, um, uh, and fall prevention and to help people age in place so that they wouldn't end up in the hospital with these super preventive preventable injuries. Wow, man. It's, 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 it's exciting, man. I love it. I love it. So when you think about like, you, cause I, I, I love the, like higher standards in caregiver training. When I, when I first think about that, I think about training our own home care employees or assisted living or even adult daycare uh, team. So but I have a feeling that you might be training not just professional caregivers, but maybe even family caregivers, or is that like, help me, help, help enlighten me to that world that you're, you're uh, venturing into. Yeah. So, so essentially, um, so yes, absolutely. I have programs for both family caregivers and I have programs for organizations and professional caregivers. Um, um, because basically the fact is, and the reason that I ended up kind of pivoting and going towards this this kind of caregiver training model is being outside of the healthcare system and kind of outside of that bubble. I really right. saw what it looked like in the real world for the caregivers who were out there trying to do this tremendously difficult job. And right. like, let's let's not mince words. Being a caregiver, whether you're a family caregiver or you're a non-medical you know, home care or assisted living or, you know, whatever situation you're working in as a caregiver, it's a difficult job. There aren't often um, as many resources out there for those folks as, as everyone would like to provide. And, you know, we're asking people to do these difficult jobs with a really, with a really minimal level of knowledge and support. And so as I saw more and more what what that really looked like and that there's a hunger in caregivers for better information and kind of looking at a different model that I could actually serve them in that would be more accessible um, and be able to provide a lot of caregivers, a lot of high quality information versus just one-on-one. -on -one. It just became clear that like that, that was the more impactful path to go down. Sure. Yeah. I mean, cause I, every time I think about it, like when someone starts with us, you know, we have, there's like care academy program that they use but like the part i hate about it is like the fact that you know it, it, it doesn't it doesn't really give them the feeling or the sensation of like what does it take or what does it look like to properly like like assist someone or lift them out of their chair or transfer them to um you know like another a, another chair in the house or something like that but just from like the wheelchair maybe to the dining room chair or to the or to the restroom like you know, you have to have those experiences like in person to really know like what that's like. There's, there's, no, there's no online academy that can truly teach you how that works or how to properly do it, you know? Well, and, and it's really important that caregivers have the opportunity to have interaction, you know, right. through any kind of training process, because um, the fact is that in the real world, things don't always look perfect. You know, yeah, it's not black and white. Yeah. It's not yeah. black and white. It's not yeah. black and white. And so what they really need is, is, um, 
you know, a way to come together with an expert and really think through and solve these problems and start thinking about these issues at, at a higher level. So it's not just like paint by numbers because caring for people isn't paint by numbers. You know, right. it's complicated. Yeah. Right. I'm saying now. So who is your like makes up your like target demographic? Like who do you feel like right now is kind of like your main focus as far as is it professional caregivers or is it the, you know, the families at home taking care of their spouse or mom and dad or. I don't think that one is necessarily a, a better market than, than the other for me, to be honest with you in my, and I say that because I think that there's such a huge benefit in serving both of those populations. You know, like if you think about it, about it, so like, I'll give you a numbers example. There are, in Texas, this is just in Texas, there are, I think, a little around like 11,000 occupational therapists. There are 3 million family caregivers. And wow. then however many millions of professional caregivers who are providing right. non-medical care. So, I mean, the, the impact of providing high quality information and education to those millions of people. Think about the potential impact in terms of the quality of life and the health and wellness of the folks they're caring for, but also the health and wellness and quality of life of the caregivers themselves. If yeah. we can teach them not just how to safely care for someone else, but how to do it in a way that's going to prevent injury to the caregiver. Um, yeah, you know, the, the potential impacts of that just like boggle my mind. hundred percent. I mean, like I, you know, we have an adult daycare center, um, and, and compared to like our, I feel like our home care and our assisted living, they kind of have a need, but they don't necessarily have the impact that I feel like our adult daycare has on, on our members, like both physically and cognitively. I feel like our adult daycare, like, like transforms people. You give like two weeks in our program. They're like, you know, walking better, you know, their, their, their cognitive mindsets and, you know, they're, they're, they're more clear. They can get in and out of vehicles easier. They're using like, they're using their muscles so much better. But then like, I sat there and I thought about like, man, can you imagine if like everyone could be exposed to something like that, where it's like, you're, you're almost in a way like subtly preventing them from like, you know, from losing their cognitive abilities or losing their physical abilities. You're kind of like, you're like, delaying it you know but like helping them to live uh, this better life but like i feel like the same thing what you're saying it's like there's this massive preventative side and it's like it never gets touched it never gets the attention of insurance companies um it's like i would say the other thing that's probably hard and maybe you can share like your experiences on this is like helping the public or helping others pe other people like see the value in it to make the phone calls or reach out to you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that that is, that is the challenge. Education is always the challenge. Right. Right. Um, yep. I, I just want to touch on something that you said about what happens when people come to your center because it's just, and there's actually so much research to support, I don't know if you're aware of not. There's a ton of research that supports what you're saying. And it's it's the opportunity to give people something meaningful to do. 
Exactly. To yeah. give them purpose, yeah. to give them, uh, you know, people were not meant to sit around and do nothing. Right. We're yeah, built well, to be up functioning and doing, you know, problem solving. And, and that's what gives us all purpose to get up every day. Right. 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 100%. And, and that's like, what makes me so sad is I think about the 85 year old, the 90 year old who like lost his friends, doesn't have, you know, um, doesn't have a close, you know, uh, network of people around them doesn't have anything to wake up and do in the morning other than their tv you know and it's like that makes me so sad to think about that person in that situation you know because like you know I, I hate the idea of like getting to that point in my life and feeling like why am i even here you know yeah we need that that is that's the purpose of occupation right we need right. something meaningful to occupy our time and I think right. that's like, that's the beautiful thing about what you do is you give people that place and that purpose and that community. And, and it does help prevent, I'm, I'm certain of it. It helps to prevent all, all kinds of decline and issues and even beyond just like the physical or, or the measurable cognitive effects, you know, so, what does that do for someone's quality right. of life? Then their soul, you know? Right. Well, I feel like, I feel like you're like venturing out on this totally new like untapped world of like <laughs> preventative like training like like do you feel that way or i mean because like, i i think what you're doing is essential but i feel like the public doesn't know the value in it yet you know like it like like they should yeah and and that's essentially you know i'm on an education campaign right now to try yeah. and and help people understand exactly that that and yes, I do. I do feel right now like I'm like I'm out here on my own doing this. I don't think that that will be the case um, forever. Uh, no, but I think I'm, you're spearheading this whole thing. Like this is is awesome. I I just it, it like I feel like this next generation of baby boomers is hungry for information. They're the ones that are researching, going online, using YouTube, university. Like they're the ones that they want to know. You know, they they're not. They're not sitting here like, oh, I'll figure it out. Or like, you know, like, like, like my grandpa's generation, you know, like they're like, they didn't need any help. I'm fine. You know, but, mm -hmm. uh, but this next generation, you can tell they're hungry for knowledge, you know, they're also, this is so funny. Cause I was literally, I had such a similar conversation before this today about how the, the generation of baby boomers who, who are starting to age into a place where they may start to need some care are so different from the generation that came before them. And we need to think as an industry about how we are adapting to providing services to this generation of people that really have different expectations. They have different standards and that are much more vocal and proactive about advocating for themselves. I think that's going to change things in this industry a lot. For sure. For sure. No, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for what you're doing. I think there's, um, yeah, I just, I, mean, I really think there's like just the sky's the limit, you know, on, on, on the, on, and at some point in time, I feel like, you know, insurance at the end of the day, like the insurance company's biggest, like, like, like the biggest person or, or the, the reason why they're saving money or, you know, and, and you're not having to spend money on additional services is the caregivers, you know, it's like if the insurance companies didn't have that spouse at home or that adult child at home, there's no way that they would be able to afford or make this care affordable, you know, or, or cover 
the types of care that they're trying to provide. You know, like it's 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 that unpaid caregiver that's really holding the system together. Oh, a hundred percent. We are all standing on the shoulders of of family and non-skilled caregivers. Like yep. without them, the whole thing would collapse. collapse and yeah, here's yeah. here's something even like here's some just some more food for thought. What if we could these caregivers are incredibly powerful. They are the biggest influencers in the health outcomes of the folks that they're caring for. So what if we could actually arm them with information that would keep people healthier and prevent common problems, things like yeah. wounds, UTIs, falls, like these are things that we can really truly help prevent if we arm people with basic knowledge and don't take for granted that they either know or that they're just going to you know, do it for us. Right. Like right. this is, this is an incredibly powerful group of people that we need to empower with yeah. the knowledge that they need. And the outcomes from that could just be like, it just, it blows my mind to think about it. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. So how, how do we get your word out more? How can we help? Um, you know, stuff like this is, is really, really helpful. You can also, I have a YouTube channel, um, higher standards caregiver training. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel on it. I, I have lots of caregiver training tips and education. Um, I try to do kind of fun interactive things on there as well. So definitely subscribe to the channel. Um, you know, if you're, if you're here on LinkedIn or if you're watching on LinkedIn, follow me on LinkedIn. I'm putting out lots of education and tips all the time. I do um, lots of free educational events. Um, to kind of try and get the word out. And of course, uh, anyone who is interested can also reach out to me um, as well. And of course, you can visit the website uh, www.higherstandardscaregivertraining.com in order to check out some of the programming that's available there. Well, I, I love it. Amelia, you're doing a great job. You're very well spoken. And uh, I love the energy and the passion that you're bringing to uh, occupational therapy and helping train, you know, caregivers, you know, both professionally as well as those that are, you know, the families taking care of their loved ones. I mean, it's, it's awesome what you're doing more, you know, more people need to be aware of it and, and understand how valuable it is, you know? Well, I thank you so much for, you know, the opportunity to talk about it. Um, I really, I really, truly, I am so passionate about this, um, for me, for anything to be like worth this crazy entrepreneurial journey, and I know you know what I'm talking yeah. about, Chris. Like it's yeah. it can't it can't be really about money, can it? Yeah. It's nope. gotta be about some higher purpose, um, or it's just not worth it at 100%. all. I'll go yeah. I'll go back I'll go back to my dream job right. in that case, you know. So, um, but no, thank you so much for it. having me on, and um, love the well, work that you do at Chelsea Place. You know, making life meaningful for the folks that you serve. Yeah, I love it. When you when you started talking about that, I was like, oh my gosh! Like that's that's like we always talk about like you know how can we help our seniors, you know, find a, a like a renewed sense of purpose and give them a meaningful life, and and that's like, you know, when I think about our adult daycare, that's 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 what I strive for. So when you were when you were talking about that, I was I was just like you're like saying that exactly how I feel, you know, it was just like coming, coming out. I was like, I love this, you know, um, it's, it's, it's really cool to be able to have that kind of an impact, you know? So, but I, I can't thank you enough. We'll make sure we put all of your contact information, uh, below in the description, you know, so people can find you and, uh, keep doing the amazing work you're doing, keep educating people. And, uh, and, you know, we, we said, keep 
kind of like pushing forward and helping people understand, you know, that the services are, are available. I mean, we, we struggle with the same thing on our adult daycare because it's this massive education. Just, you know, people automatically assume home care. They assume uh, assisted living and they know those services. They don't know adult daycare. And, and so we struggle a lot with educating the public on what it is and how it can help them, you know, so. I, uh, I totally can resonate there. And uh, so I'm going to I'm going to continue cheering on that you know, educational train and, and making sure that uh, we can ring that bell and make 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 some noise. To let people know what it is that you do and, and the impact it's having on our uh, our senior population, too. So I appreciate everything. No, thank you so much for having me. Really, really appreciate the opportunity to come on and chat with you. I had a great time. And um, I can't wait to see where the carepreneur show and Chelsea's place go in the future. I'll, I'll be, I'll keep in my, keeping my eye on that too. Awesome. Well, we got some new, uh, some new memorabilia coming too, some carepreneur memorabilia. So I have to, when, when it finally gets here, I have to, uh, have to make sure we send you one, you know? So yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll wear, I'll wear the t-shirt on my 10 minute two tip Tuesday. There we go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Amelia, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for joining us today uh, to learn more about Amelia and what she's doing with higher standards and caregiver training. Please check out her information below. And Amelia, thanks again. You guys have a great day. And to all the other carepreneurs out there, keep making a difference in this world. And we see you on the next one. Hey guys, thank you so much for making it this far. If you'd like to watch last week's episode, click here. If you'd like to watch more exciting content on senior care, click here. If you'd like to learn how to open up your own adult daycare, assisted living, or home care agency, click here, chrischana.com. This is for all those senior care entrepreneurs out there. And let's get back to work.